Weekend Rental, episode 80. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. My name is Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. Hello, everyone. If you enjoy this content, um, go over and check out all the other wonderful geeky content, articles, podcasts, and more over at geekade.com. All right, fellas. It's that time again. Another Byron Burn episode. I feel like we just did one of these, even though I know it's been several several episodes, but um, for those of you not familiar, uh, this segment of the podcast, Byron Burn, what we do is we pick games generally for a given system. Uh, we each pick a game, play them individually, and we'll give our opinions on which one we would buy, rent, or burn. We're throwing the console kind of out the window this go-around, and we're just straight going with genre. We're looking at beat-em-ups, so we're going to talk about Captain Commando, Final Fight, and Turtles in Time. Um, I think we should start out talking about Final Fight, maybe? I feel like that's the granddaddy on the list. I agree. Yeah. That's a good choice. Great game. Huge sprites. Not the best home ports um, during that generation. The last CD guy. Yeah, the CD is good. That's true. Um, but, of course, the arcade version is the best, which is the one that I, I chose to play. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... I don't know. This was just the first really detailed beat 'em up game where the characters were well defined, ridiculous, massive sprites, food in trash cans as there always is and uh great music. Great music. And trannies, so also those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I I don't know. I, I didn't know about this series all that much when I was younger, which is kind of crazy that I figured every arcade had this, but I don't think mine did. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I think I I think our local pizza joint for a while had a Final Fight cab. I vaguely remember it. I think the thing that threw me off as a kid was that cabinet in the game has a very distinct art style and look and recognizable characters, but the cover art that they put on the Super NES cartridge didn't remind me of that game at all. So I was like super confused seeing this um, on shelves as a kid. And I didn't put it together that it was the same game. It wasn't until I went to a random kid's house and he had this game. I was like, Oh, what is that? And I popped it in and played and immediately rec- recognized it then. But I think that kind of threw me off. You know, I didn't, didn't really put it together for a few years there. See, and I actually, I skipped the, uh, arcade. I, I have never played the arcade um, until much, much later uh, when I built my own arcade cabinet. And I was putting games on uh, on that cabinet and Final Fight came up and I didn't actually know, which I should have known, but I didn't know it, it started as an arcade. So I've only played the SNES version of this. And um, I played that again later when I started collecting and really getting into like Super Nintendo stuff and and all of that. So I kind of have the opposite and the arcade is fantastic. And I would say that the arcade is typically more superior than, you know, yeah. on most of the games that we play, the arcade <clears throat> is always more superior. But um, yeah, this for for what my experience is with this, I, I think it's. I think it's great. I mean, any I really I get excited about 
really any Super Nintendo beat em up though. Like that was just a the music's always great, the sprites are always really big and uh yeah, yeah Final Fight is is really fun to play. It suffers though from that same <clears throat> critical home port flaw though that the original Double Dragon did where if you rented that with a buddy and you thought you guys were going to go home and co-op mm-hmm. Final Fight, damn it, you're disappointed. <laughs> and that's, yep. I, I think you could forgive everything else that they did, you know, on that conversion. Because I think they put all the effort into making it as close to the true arcade experience from a visual standpoint as, as possible. But they maybe shouldn't have done that because I think sacrificing the, the two-player co-op is is kind of where you break the game. I, I would have taken a little uglier version of that, maybe some smaller sprites if I could have just had a buddy play with me. Well, I mean, that's, that's the weird part. That's really like, what the beat-em-ups, you know, you have to play them co-op. You can't, yeah. nobody wants to just, you know, like the, like the double dragon thing. When, you, when right. you're just playing by yourself, you're like, all right, this is kind of, <laughs> it's kind of lame. Like, I mean, it's all the same. You gotta, you gotta co-op that. And it's just strange to me that if they don't have that in the first place, then why take Guy out, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Was there just not enough memory on that? Because it was an yeah. earlier game? And then, yeah, there... it, so when they released Final Fight Guy, because and because I've never played this, it's expensive for anyone who knows, did they have a three-person roster plus yeah. two-player? Yeah, I don't know. I've never played it myself either. Okay. Or was it literally only Guy and it was still a single-player game? Because <laughs> that's even more perplexing, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the game that inspired Streets of Rage, and in all reality, it was bested by that series. Um, because while Streets of Rage is impressive in its own right, it went for the smaller sprites, and it had that critical two-player option. You know? Yeah. I yeah, I think I think Final Fight probably plays better overall, but yeah. the whole package around it, Streets of Rage, just kicks its ass. I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a it's a fun game. I love the ending too, and how cheesy that that finishes with Guy and uh, the other one, like kind of like fighting over the girl, and I don't know, a little slapstick humor at the end. Yeah. And I also have to appreciate a beat 'em up where the mayor, whose daughter is kidnapped, just like hulks out of his shirt and comes in to like <laughs> join the brawl. I think that's pretty epic. You could call him the police force, but no, this is a job for one man only. No. Yeah. And then um, we'll keep on with Capcom, I guess. So um, Captain Commando, I think this is probably the lesser known of all of them. This also got a Super NES port. Um, I My first experience with this was in the arcade at a mini mart about two blocks from, or two miles from where I currently live. It was right down the street from my uh, aunt and uncle's place. And uh, mm. we used to gas up there all the time and I would run in and... Uh, throw my dollar in that thing and play it. I loved it. Um, so Captain Commando, for those of you who don't know, was kind of like the Capcom mascot. He was on the back of manuals and a bunch of marketing stuff. And then he finally got his own game here. Um, so you have four in the arcade. I can't remember on the Super Nintendo part, but you get four playable characters to choose from. You've got Captain Commando himself. There's a mummy. There's a ninja. And then there's a baby in a mech suit, which is awesome. And, um, yeah, you just go around like wreck havoc. Um, it, it's kind of it. It's a weird one from Capcom because you could tell that it wasn't. It wasn't their A list game. They didn't really animate stuff very well. The soundtrack is okay. Um, 
but there isn't really even any depth to the combat. There's some there's some cool power ups like you can grab a mech, you can grab stuff off the ground, but it just feels like it's missing a little bit of maybe polish and care, and it was just kind of put in place to fill out a roster or a release window. I'm not sure. I really feel that it wasn't even a close, um, you know, representation of of the arcade. Um, I think the big noticeable difference, and you know, it, it's tough when you play play them both. You're comparing the arcade to the Super Nintendo, which we probably shouldn't be doing on a buy rent burn. We should be comparing the the games side by side, but it's it's hard not to when you experience you know the arcade, and so. I think there's there's some disappointment that jumps in when the colors it seems darker and it just seems off. It doesn't seem it just doesn't seem like it carried over really well. The sound effects on this game were really strange. Um Yeah. It it just yeah, like you said, it's just not quite polished. And uh I think the worst part of it all for me was the controls and um it it just most of the moves are there, but, but um, you know, some of them are just almost impossible to do as well. And so, I don't know. It, but it but was... there really, is there even any depth, though, like, to a combo string or anything? Like, I never found one, like, even playing the arcade. It just seemed like it was, like, straight generic punch. Like, no, there's no definitely some combos to it. Is there? Okay. Yeah. I must but, have just sucked. But, again, that's that's carrying over from, you know, the arcade, and then you're trying to do it on a D-pad. It just... It feels weird. It feels off. It it just doesn't seem. Yeah, it seems rushed, like a rush project, and uh, they're just trying to tie it into the arcade and jump into that beat 'em up genre on the SNES. Yeah, I wonder if they were just uh, trying to piggyback off the popularity of Captain Novalin. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah, this looks kind of like that guy. Let's put this out there. <laughs> I think the one of the things that I love which i didn't put together until playing it again for byron burn here even though i've played this recently was it's so stupid that in the second level you are in the history museum and you're clearly in the dinosaur exhibit area and like there's caveman exhibits but then you fall through the floor and in the floor under the prehistoric area of the museum live actual cavemen who have just existed ironically underneath (laughs) this exhibit in the appropriate time i'm like what the heck so dumb and i can't help but think that that fat uh enemy um that breathes fire like he swigs the whiskey bottle or whatever and blows flames at you like that guy's danny devito to me like every time i see him i'm just like yeah danny (laughs) devito's here it's great that's pretty good and this one that one's expensive right like that's another not I mean not crazy expensive but we're we're looking at nearly 100 I suppose on yeah, it's, Super yeah. Nintendo. It's, it's pricey. Yeah. Just get that beat 'em up bundle that came out last year. It's got all these well oh, not Oh, that on there? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was okay. playing it on. That and Final Fight. And it's got Knights of the Round, which we probably should have done Knights of the Round instead of Oh, yeah. TMNT cuz would have been fun to compare three Capcoms. Knights of the Round is yeah. good. Yeah. This one does have have two player option though. Yes, that's huge. So I mean, when you're when you're comparing it to uh, when you're comparing it to Final Fight, I mean, well, and then you got to even give it the nod in the arcade version because it's four player in the arcade, which right, is, yeah. Well, I suppose there was a two player variant, but a four player cap is. I've only seen awesome. the four four player 
the cab. So, yeah. um, so it's already a little bit better than Final Fight in that aspect, where you could actually sit down and play with somebody. Yeah, those bosses though are just quarter suckers. The first one, like that mid-level oh, yeah. boss, is not bad, but by the second and third, you're flying through dollars at that point. I remember getting stuck often because this one eventually came into our local pizza joint too, where I grew up. And like that third boss and where the like panels kind of flip in that Japanese level. Yep. That that's impossible not to just lose quarters like crazy. You know, one hit cut in half. I mean, that's not fair. <laughs> I feel like that was Capcom's objective though, when it came to any of any development of arcade games is how can the first level be bearable and then right. After that, let's just take all of their money and pay for those machines. <clears throat> so did the Super Nintendo port maintain the amount of gore? Like, do characters still get cut in half on screen or no? On the Super Nintendo? Yeah. No. Well, I mean, you know, with the, um, with the, uh, like the lack of Nintendo violence, <laughs> the non-violence stuff, uh, all the blood is gone. So, um Instead, damage is made by blades and with like yellow little star things, I guess. Mm, sounds lame. It's not as cool. No. Sega would have done it right. Well, let's move on to the last one here Turtles in Time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, uh, which is the fourth Turtles game, I believe. Probably most they, iconic. They do have a Roman. Is it? I don't yes. know. I feel like the the arcade arcade is the most like the the first one to me, but this is in that same vein. Um, I feel like more people again. talk about this one though. Yeah, I don't know. This one hit me weird. You guys are a little bit younger than me because like I had already fallen out of Turtles by the time that this game existed. So like I just I liked it. I just didn't get into it as much. Um, so it's, it, it's it's a Turtles hack and slash from Konami. Um, great music. Great art style for that um, that point in um, side or two D gaming. Controls are awesome. The combos are there. Every enemy you can think of, um, and then just the fact that they got to do in time allowed them to just throw whatever goofy shit <laughs> at uh, at level design that they wanted. So. Yep. Yeah, well, this, this is the funny one, part. Yeah, it, go ahead. It's like uh, when I was a kid, you know. My parents gave me a quarter, like one credit, basically, and you go there. So for most of my childhood, I had no idea that this game actually took took you through time. I never understood it because <laughs> you I always died by the second stage. And it's <laughs> uh, funny. I never knew. Uh, well, that's what like see when you bring that up and like the getting one quarter, like that. One of my uh, childhood scars was I went to this local. Um, drive-in. Uh, we lived in a small town for a while, and they had the original Turtles arcade cabinet. And I went with a buddy. His mom took us. She gave us each one quarter. Oh. We ran over to the Turtles machine. We both put them in. My coin slot was broke, and his worked. And she wouldn't give me a. She wouldn't give me another quarter. I had to watch oh my him play. Gosh. <laughs> How's that even possible? The friend's uh, mom is supposed to be the cool one. That's like, oh, I'm sorry, you lost a quarter. Here's here's twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> How did that happen? Like, Get bent, you little shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sad. Yeah, I, I would say that this is from, I don't know, just the retro community. I feel like this one gets a lot of conversation, a lot of excitement, and it probably is 
you know, some of it has to do with, you know, the Super Nintendo is very popular. Um, so mm, I feel turtles like... Turtles are very popular still. Well, I mean, yeah, turtles are popular, but, uh, you know, when you're when you're looking at, you know, these types of games on systems, I feel like it overshadows the, um, you know, the NES versions and uh, all of those things. I mean, they're fun, but I think more people are interested in, in that, that SNES version. But the Sega version... That's the one, right? The well, Hyperstone Heist or something like that? We played a little bit of that, though, and it's like virtually indistinguishable. I mean, there's different right. sections, but yeah. I stand by Manhattan Project being the best one because it's the only one that was made specifically for the home and it's yeah. my favorite because of that. But the music, oh my gosh, the music is awesome in, mm-hmm. in this one. So. And the sound effects, yeah, oh, yeah. The animation, the animation's top notch. Oh yeah, when you see a guy getting thrown at the screen, that blew my yes. mind. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why it's still considered one of the best beat-em-ups of all time. I mean, for sure. Konami was at the top of their game. Yep. Even if the Turtles maybe weren't as popular as they were when that game, you know, when those early games first came out, that one is is great. You guys ever played around like with the alternate color modes on the Super Nintendo version? You can like go. Um, there's an option to change it to like comic or graphic novel, like for the character designs. So I tried no. it, thinking it would be black and white, like the novel. And no, it just like gives them like a different hue. It's almost like two of the turtles are like a lighter green, and two of the turtles are a slightly darker green, which is great if you're playing co-op because you can tell who you are easier in the middle of all the shit. But it's a weird Did choice. They all have. They all have red bands then no no nope, they didn't do that either. Oh, okay wow. so it's it's a strange setting but i recommend it no, and I yeah we got two of three weekend rental podcasters have this arcade game in their home so we're we're Feel fans yeah we're fans i don't have There's... the cart though i would like to get the cart but i've got it i know you it? i knew you got it <laughs> Wanna buy it? Yep. I will. Okay, deal. We'll make a deal. Three dollars. Three dollars and I'll reach around, maybe. I got you. That's a pretty <laughs> expensive reach around still. But Yeah. <laughs> I got short arms. So uh so now the hard question. Which of these would you buy, rent, or burn? Or how how do you how do you order them? I guess Andy, what's What's your thoughts? Yeah. Well, my buy is going to be Streets of Rage 2. Oh, good call. Audible. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing in Streets of Rage 2 uh, for the presidential uh, election. So. Yeah. Actually, I'm, for a split second, it threw me off. I was like, wait a second. I didn't play Streets of Rage. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't yeah. remember that on the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I honestly, I didn't get to like i don't even remember anything from captain commando and i didn't really get to play it so that's gonna be my burn and especially the way you guys talked about it like it doesn't seem like it's all that or all where it should be and uh so i think i'm gonna go turtles by just because of nostalgia and it i think it totally holds up and uh uh final fight because is gonna be my rent but the cd version 
There you go. Or well, ar- arcade or definitely the arcade, the best, but yeah, but home CD. And you, oh, you did your burnout order. You threw me off. I was like, wait, what's yeah, your burn? Sorry. But, yeah, yeah, my Captain Gosh. Commando. Gosh, okay, Nate, how about you? <sighs> I don't know. This one's tough for me. I think what what should have happened when we started the buy rent burn was was you reading the box, the description, and I feel like that would have helped with the decision. I kind of missed that part. I considered it, but, but I, I'm incredibly lazy and I couldn't be bothered to Google search that as we okay. prepare this podcast. I mean, I'd be open if you made something up on the spot, but um, yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think I'm prepared for that either. <laughs> I mean, Hagar's story pretty much wins it, right? right. Said, just. Um, but where did that baby come from? That's what I want to know. And how did he get a mech? <laughs> and doesn't he smoke a cigar or am I crazy? Oh, uh, there's a lot of things going on there. I can't unwrap it. Um, I, I think my buy is going to be um, Turtles in Time. I, I think that's got to be my buy. It is nostalgic to me. It's a great game. Like you said, Konami was at the top of their game when they were making that. Music, sound effects, enemies flying into the screen, and, you know, I had all the toys. So that is going to be my buy. I think my rent is, is pretty pretty clear. I'm going to go with Final Fight. I really do like Final Fight, and... Uh, I, th- I think it's a good game. I love the arcade, but I, I actually don't mind the Super Nintendo version. And um, I wish it was co-op. That would be fantastic. And I think it would boost it even more. Um, and this is where it was tough for me because I was like, well, Captain Commando, it was that co-op game. And, and so that kind of had a couple more stars for me. But I am going to go with Captain Commando as my burn. Um, it just it didn't translate well to the system. And it just, I feel like, again, I feel like it was missing a ton. Well, you know, you know we're not rating it on the Super Nintendo, right? It's just like any version. Well, I played it on the Super Nintendo, so that's what I'm going with. So, yeah. Slacker. No, that, I'm playing it proper. That's <laughs> That's what's up. I'm playing it. The way by rent burn is intended, so uh, we can't compare arcades. Yeah. Anyways, it's our Ryan. show. We can literally do that. Nobody, no. Nobody well, it's my us. show too, and I and I oh, make my own rules because that's how fine. I roll too. Uh, all right, Ryan. So what my, about you, buddy? Why don't yeah, you crap all over my decisions? <laughs> um, I well, it's not my favorite turtles game. It is without a doubt the most polished and well done beat em up in this grouping so i'm gonna go with tmnt turtles in time is excellent i prefer the more iconic to me original but it's such a good game um plus it's got four player uh in the arcade which is always a is always a plus <clears throat> the rent is hard for me because as much as i like final fight that home port is so hampered by the fact that it's single player. And honestly, like over the years, Final Fight has just felt more and more vanilla to me. Like it, it was the blueprint, right? Like it was the solid blueprint for that generation beat em up. But I just don't have a ton of 
fondness for it anymore. I appreciate it for what it is. Um, so I think I'm going to burn Final Fight, and I am going to rent Captain Commando because I loved this arcade. It disappeared from my memory, and I I didn't know what got a Super Nintendo port. I forgot what the game was even called for years until I started collecting again, and then came across it. And I was so excited to rediscover called. this game. <laughs> and uh, the fact that it's four player, I I'm just gonna. I'm not saying it's a better game than Final Fight, but I'm gonna rent it. But the SNES version is is two player, not four player. I played the arcade version, and it's <laughs> excellent. <laughs> <Give> me crap. <laughs> We make our own rules here. <laughs> well, I just didn't want you to not give it a fair shake because the arcade version is so much better than that. Well, I, I That's felt all like I was if saying. I'm going to compare them, I'm not going to play one on the arcade, one on the Super Nintendo. I Yeah, you know, I mean, I just went to the arcade I, drums. I don't know. Sorry. It's the council in me. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, mean, I didn't know you were going to get so butthurt about my I'm not butthurt. Just do better next time. <laughs> Well, another Byron burn in the books, I guess. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk about some other stuff. I want to talk about some games that I've been playing. There's some things that have been happening in the world too, which we'll get on. Uh, we'll, we'll get on some other topics, but I want to talk a little bit about um, a game I just got introduced to. Went down, did our like local meetup for the first time post COVID, or actually mid COVID, <laughs> mid rise of. <laughs> pucker up and duck down again covid um there wasn't a lot of turnout not not surprising but we went down to replay games um and cj we've talked about it before on the podcast like you you just kind of look to him and like trust what he's gonna pick and he pulls out a switch copy of death road to canada and this game is basically zombie apocalypse version of oregon trail and it is multiplayer and it's a roguelike, um, which kind of fits Oregon Trail, because I, I guess maybe Oregon Trail is a roguelike, now that I think about it. Yeah. Um, so you pop it in. It's got kind of a pseudo 16-bit art style. Um, you actually play out the levels in sort of a hack-and-slash way, um, but everything that happens in between is very much Oregon Trail. Like, your supplies diminish, you blow a tire, whatever. And what's funny you is... You die you of start diarrhea. Out- yeah, exactly. What's funny is like it is up to three player, but you only can start with two people from the outset. So you have to find another survivor until the third person can come in. So this whole like, you know, can we get a good roll so we can survive long enough to get to a third player? Because sometimes that just doesn't happen. And um, yeah, it's a goofy ass game. We never we played maybe two and a half, three hours of it. Um, got pretty far a few times. Never really made it to Canada, which sucks, but you know, as, as with these games go, like there's just a lot of hilarity in the randomness and the choices you make anyway, but then they went completely off the deep end and super absurd uh, with some of the choices in this game and some of the dialogue. And the best part was we had a role where we started a new game, obviously two of us again, we leave, we leave the uh, store we had raided get back in the car or on to the next one. So that's the random sequence of events comes up and uh, you see a hitchhiker and they show a picture of this hitchhiker and it's clearly Jason, like mask, the jumpsuit, everything. <laughs> and we're like, fuck it, pick him up. We need a third player. So then the, Jason becomes our third playable character. And then over the subsequent, like half hour following that, like 
he murders everyone else in the car <laughs> outside of your control. It's just Didn't like, see that blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like, Jason's super happy. He's like, what happened to Steve? And you're like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh my gosh. So it was just the most ridiculous and funny uh, turn uh, we got in that game. And it's kind of funny, too, because they give him a chainsaw and a machete. And like any other character, you can equip items and move them around. But he's just like, he is very much meant to be that character and yeah it was great it was super funny highly so recommend is this a that physical game. copy or is it only download so yeah it, it's physical but it was like a limited run through one of those like play asia things oh sure so i think you might be able to get like probably copies on amazon but you can get it on i think anything digitally for 15 bucks so wow okay it's a really good goofy couch co-op game if you have people who are willing to stick it out i could i will warn that i could very much see this being like the game that you would put in with your casual buddy friend and he'd be like five seconds into that and be like, no, we're done. But if, if you have friends who are a little more open-minded um, and want to give it a shot, which we did, I think you'll have a lot of laughs. It's pretty tense. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I immediately went to uh, searching for a physical copy of it and I could not. I think I found a, I think I found a PS4 copy, but I was like, ah, I kind of want that on the Switch, so. CJ doesn't have physical copies there. He has one for his oh. library, but it's not for sale. Everything's for sale. <laughs> okay. You can go haggle him down then. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> no, you'd have to haggle him up. <laughs> like I said, everything's for sale. Uh, yeah. No, it was fun though. I, I, I really liked that game. And then on top of that, I finally got my damn gaming PC back. So I started diving into the Twitch IO bundle. God, like we've talked about, like, that is so overwhelming. I like, booted into my profile and it's like, look at bundles you've purchased. So I click on my bundle. There's like 59 pages. I'm like, really? <laughs> so like by the fourth page, I'm like, no, I'm just going to pick like three out of these first four pages that I think might be all right. And I ended up with a couple of shmups. One was good. One was like uh, basically a way better version of, is it Star Commander or whatever, whatever the Wing Commander, whatever that movie was. Um. And then I played a little bit of, um, is it totally rad? That's that one that was like that Game Boy. No, Ray, rad Rayman, Ray, oh. whatever. It was the one that was like a Game Boy looking game. It come out on the 360. Oh, what's that? Oh. I forget what that's called. Might be my start menu. Maybe I can save myself on the fly. Let's see. <laughs> Super rad Ray gun. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, that's a good oh, game. Okay. It's like Mega Man. Uh, it was a, a homebrew from several years ago. This is a little better version of it. And then. I played one. I can't remember the name of it, um, but it is um, supposed to be a Zelda ripoff, um, and it is. And uh, you play as like a school teacher who gets like glitched out of her school, <clears throat> and then everywhere you go in the opening village, they're like, they're like Luke is supposed to be the hero of the story, and then you wander aimlessly up screen until you hit the cave, and I laugh to tears because you walk in to the cave. And <laughs> and all it says is dangerous to go oh and it's all written in blood and the blood trail goes to the decapitated old man in the corner (laughs) (laughs) and then you pick up a package that's wrapped up and it says to link and it's his sword oh my gosh (laughs) so good i was just in love with it and that's about as far as i got with that because that was the end of my experimenting um but that one i'm gonna go back and play i can't remember what the name of that one is but yeah that that bundle's a nightmare i'll be honest and you have to install each game individually yeah, it's 
I don't know. About not that. like a ROM set where you can jump in for five minutes, you know? It's like Right. It was work. I had to configure a couple of them. I don't want to do yeah. that. So I think I'm just going to maybe every once in a while I'll peck through that list and grab one or two to try. And it was fun. I'm just glad I finally had the ability to go in and start playing some of those. So yeah. PC. I, I took it an adventure last weekend. Um, in my game room, I did not play Fortnite this weekend. I did not run solos. Some of it was because Ryan was not interested in playing with me. Still going, <laughs> still, still going no. strong on that. Yep. Really trying, but I decided to go back and kind of reappreciate my NES collection a little bit more. I got all these things hanging on my wall, and I've been playing stupid Fortnite. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna just walk around look at the games and figure out which ones that I just really don't know anything about. So I decided to grab a couple of random games and say, I'm going to sit down and put an hour into it. And whatever happens, happens. It could be the world's crappiest game. I'm willing to torture myself just so I can force myself to sit down and play these games. And so, of course, the one that I grabbed... (laughs) It's the worst one ever. I I ended up uh, grabbing Daydreaming Davey. Oh, that game sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Daydreaming Davey. And so I uh, I threw it in. The opening screen and the dialogue, I was like, oh, this is... This That's is the most promising a, part of that entire game, I feel. Right. This is going to be a, bla- a bad platformer for sure. And nope, it's like this over... Uh, very Zelda-esque in a way. Oh, don't don't grab that kind of shame on Zelda. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't. But that that's the only way I can explain it was this top down well kind of weird top down. It wasn't exactly top down. It's like three quarter top down. No, I forget. Are you searching for like a specific random item in each level? Is that the objective again? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I, I you played are... it once and that was enough. You're daydreaming about these bullies that are, are coming after you and they could be a black knight or, you know, whatever. And so you got to traverse through a maze of different things, which is very obnoxious. The enemies are coming from all different directions and the hitboxes are stupid um, and yours is huge. And that's You have no too. reach. I just hate no. that. No. And, uh, but I committed. I said, I'm going to do this for an hour. And I'm going to see if I really do like this game. I don't. I hate it. After an hour, I didn't get past the second level. I kept on like re like over and over again. And Liam, my son, was sitting next to me, bored out of his mind. And he's like, you know, you can try other games, right? <laughs> I was like, I know, but I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to prove that some of these games are good. and. No, that one beat me. That one, that one beat me. So, what was the other one? Uh, I jumped into. Um, I'm trying to remember the image name fight. Of What's that? The image yeah, fight. Yeah, image fight. Yeah, about? I did yeah. image, image fight. Is good. For is- I did that one for a while. That one was that one was really good. Um, is that a shooter? I, yeah, it's a shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of uncommon. I mean, not expensive, but just uncommon. And uh, one I picked up probably at fifty percent off sale, and uh, just never played it. And I really wish I would have played it as two players. I mean, that's an option. 
my son was not interested at this point. He's like, if you're grinding out Daydream and Davey, we're not playing this. I'm <laughs> going to back Fortnite to Fortnite. And uh, so I played that for a while. Really, really liked it. Um, it's a very interesting game because it's not you die and you the game ends. You know what I mean? There's unlimited continues, which is pretty nice and forgiving, but also to the point where you're getting frustrated because you're dying so much that you're just like, fine, one more time, one more time, one more time. And you're not getting any further. You're just dying in the same spots. And yeah, but that's, that's one worth checking out if no one's looked at that one. Yeah. That flies under the radar a lot. I feel like a lot of those SNK releases on the NES do, but they're all, for the most part, good. Yep. Or at least acceptable. Yeah, and I think that the NES in general, I mean, a lot of people don't really talk about, you know, the shooters that are on that. I mean, there are a number of shooters, and I think there are a number of good ones, too, that just get overlooked because they're cheap, you know, the 3 $5 ones, whatever. And uh, so there's a part of me that wants to dive into those a little bit more. Some of them are brutal. For sure, but I think they're uh, all I, pretty brutal. Yeah, I think everyone just thinks of shooters. What's the pinnacle? Well, gun knack, they would say. Um, you know, as far as like that plane shooter. It's that one game, that I bought. So. The one that was only in Japan that's really good. Oh, Rekka. Yeah, yeah, Rekka. That's amazing. I mean, that it that runs on hard that hardware. Too. Yeah, it's hard as balls. So that was my weekend. That's what I did. I I went back to the to the retroness and I liked it. I'm going to do good, it man. again. I'm going to and I've been playing at work a decent amount. I don't know. I've been uh I have a NES in my office. Uh I have my mini in my office. Just when things Yeah, get but it's stressful. a regular size Nintendo, right? What's that? Nothing. No, but- <laughs> I got you. I got you now. Jokes hilarious um but yeah i've been playing uh i've been getting my coworkers to play dr mario nice. uh like tetris two player you know just those those little things and then um you keep them six feet away though yeah for sure right. for sure they're wireless controllers so really oh yeah yeah i did get those yep. wireless ones didn't I? do they work yeah. good yeah they're not I, have, I have not unboxed mine yet they feel super weird in the hand just because sure. the button the they're square a, right a b square and so yeah. that's a little strange mm-hmm. and then it because it's wireless it has like two slots for the battery underneath that stick down a little bit mm-hmm. and so it just God, it feels yeah. a little strange in the hand but um <laughs> yeah okay guys anyways um <laughs> i'll call myself out on that one um <laughs> Yeah, so played uh, some Super Mario Brothers three and just just kind of been trying to decompress a little bit more in the office. I know that's probably not normal, but I'm like, man, it's been a crazy afternoon. I'm going to take thirty minutes and uh, try to play through a little bit. So I've been enjoying kind of my retro collection again, which has been fun. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that's where all of us would like to be. Let's actually play the games that we have. Yeah. I am- well, I'm not shopping. I, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. I'm not going to flea markets or garage sales. So it's not just, you know, I'm not out mm. seeking the next next cart for the collection. I really am. Got a, 
okay, well, I might as well play them. I'm not going anywhere doing anything. It's either yeah. sit down stairs, watch Deadliest Catch, uh, season 11, still rolling on that. Wow. Um, or, you know, Fortnite. And both of those aren't too appealing lately, so. I have a prediction on Deadliest Catch, because <clears throat> I was big into that show, too. I think they will continue to air new seasons of Deadliest Catch until one day a boat, the camera crew, and the regular crew all go down, and then that show will, will end. Waiting think, for that to happen. I think that's going to... Eventually, the numbers are there, right? Like, it has to happen. Right. If if one ship goes down that's you know, once a year, then, right. <laughs> then they're running out of ships here. The odds are not in your favor. Well, and then as a tribute, you have to just, like, helicopter Mark Rowe to sea and just throw him overboard. I mean, oh to pay homage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Mark fair. Rowe, it is time to sacrifice you to the sea. Yep. My last dirty job. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I can't believe that's still going. I had no idea. I, I like it. It's just it there's so many seasons and so many episodes now that it's bled together to the point where like I could never figure out where it was starting and stopping and I just kind of fell off of it. But it's good TV. I really liked, you know, the first like three seasons where it really was focused on crab fishing, the dangers of it, kind of learning the ins and outs. And then now it just, you know, I'm on season 11 and it's so dramatic. It's uh, right. it almost, they're making it dramatic. The personal lives of everyone, the rivalries between boats. I don't is know. That, is that son still co-captaining that boat with another guy? Uh, the son of the the guy who died of lung cancer. Oh, um, Cornelia Marie. Right? Yeah, is he is he still co-captaining that? Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, so, um, Josh Harris is his name. There you if, go. Yeah, if so. our listeners care, Josh Harris. Oh, they care. This or is... if he's listening to the podcast, Josh uh -huh. Harris, shout out to you, buddy. Come on the show sometime. Yeah, we'd love to interview and talk. Talk to you about what's happening in season 33 or whatever it is <laughs> at this point. Well, because you're Nate and you bring up Fortnite constantly, there has been an astounding development in Fortnite today. <laughs> yeah, that's been crazy. Um, actually, so I got home. I read this, this article about uh, Epic Games battling it out with Apple and some of it has to do with uh Apple booting them off of their what is it called their Play Store or iTunes or whatever yeah, it is Yeah, well the iOS platform in general really. Yeah. yeah, kicked out um because of basically what scalping the price a little bit lower. So what they were doing was they were allowing you to purchase V-Bucks cheaper directly through them instead of like forcing it through the Apple ecosystem because Apple gets yep. a cut of all that. Yep. So it was a twenty percent discount. So instead of for the V Bucks nine ninety nine, uh, it went down to seven ninety nine, and uh, it has created some tension. And if you jump into Fortnite, which I know you guys won't, but I know all of our listeners will, um, they they put together a video. Uh, going right after Apple, like it, it's really interesting. So Epic put this this whole intro video, and um, 
you know, it had basically set up as a like a dictator on a screen telling everybody what they need to do needed well, to do. That was then, that was the old ad, right? The old eighty. Right, yeah. And then the, uh, the Fortnite character comes in and throws the hammer at it and walks out. <laughs> yeah. And uh and so it, it says, you know, free Fortnite. Um my son, who doesn't understand any of this stuff, was like, Dad, I think there's a, a an important message that uh <laughs> Fortnite is telling us and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're treating Fortnite like God here. <laughs> We're waiting for a sign here. And so he takes me downstairs and plays it. And you can see like just this freaked out look. And he's like, so Fortnite's going away? Who's taking it? What's what's happening? And I'm like, no, <laughs> Fortnite's not going away, buddy. Relax. Uh, so we, we just spent a little bit of time explaining it. And then he was like, so I can still play it? Yep. Okay. Then well, and you can still play it. it on iOS as long as you had it downloaded and they don't patch it. Right. So once they updated it, you're screwed, but. Yeah. It's interesting timing because, you know, they're already kind of in the hot seat and getting blasted by <clears throat> Stadia and Microsoft yep. because, again, their iOS, the way they're locking down that ecosystem, you know, that you will never see Xbox, you know, xCloud on iOS as it stands and, you know, their current stance on things. Uh, same with Google Stadia. So they're, they're kind of getting blasted all the way around, but I think it's just hilarious because... I don't think Apple can afford not to keep Fortnite on their platform. And I might be wrong, but Epic has to be the bigger entity here by far, right? Like as far as pockets and current worth? Or am Man, I crazy? I would feel so. Apple... Oh, no, Apple is huge. Really? really? You think they're valued at more? Oh, yeah. Apple is like trillions of dollars. Oh, so. okay. Wow. I guess phones, yeah. Phones. They have, I think they have like the most money out of like just cash out of any company in the world or something like that. Well then who the fuck cares if you're losing a few bucks yeah, on exactly. bucks? It's just you... like, it's, it's good timing because they were, their CEO was basically right in front of Congress just two weeks ago, I think. Cause Congress is grilling them about antitrust issues and sure. So they're bringing up this, all that 10 cent shit them. that Trump is so upset about. Yeah. Do you think Epic has a shot at this? Or do you think Apple's going to be so stubborn that change isn't going to happen? I, I think know. no matter what, there's no way that Fortnite will not be back on iOS. I don't. I can't say the outcome for sure, though. Who will cave? Yeah. Be interesting. It, it's just like, where's the line? Because, I mean, if you, if you download the Amazon app on Apple, you can just buy straight from Amazon. You know, Apple's not getting 30% of that transactions right. so what what's yeah, the it, delineation you know and it's a game that literally runs on everything and you can create forget or correct me if i'm wrong but like your profile can be jump you can throw that around on any version of fortnite right like i can log in on any of it yep yeah. so couldn't i in theory just log into another device purchase v bucks or do the v bucks stay proprietary to the console are nope. they um v bucks are dedicated to your account your, okay then, yeah your then how do they have account. any ground to stand on then that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You could just buy on a console and then whatever, take them into. You know, I, I don't know if, if the mobile ties into the other stuff. Yeah. So I'm not really thing, sure. Then... Okay. Man, if anybody's playing that game on mobile, 
There's, it's and probably the wedding, most there's a lot of kids, I'm sure, that are doing it's it. Probably the biggest platform. <laughs> iPads. That'd be so hard to play. The beauty in all this thumbs. is like I just don't have to give a shit because Fortnite's awful and I'm never gonna play it. So. <laughs> I knew you were gonna crap on it even more. <laughs> just <laughs> punch a guy when he's down. It's actually I'm not down about it. It's fine. No, yeah, you got your Xbox. You're all right. Yeah, I'm fine. I think Android oh. kicked them off pretty quickly after that, too. So they're not on Google either, no? Really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. You know what else is super interesting? Tell me. Because I would say anywhere from a year to 18 months ago, we sat on this very podcast discussing SNK and their ability to just rehash and whore out their <laughs> properties. And I think we came to the conclusion that you know, they should really just make a new MVS and just sell that for like 500 bucks. Collectors would buy that. Guess what? I just got announced. <laughs> the MVS X. This makes it's me a, sweaty. This is awesome. Yeah. It's basically like, it's weird because it's like a bar top arcade, but then they will also sell you a base that basically makes it an arcade one up. And the base is 99 bucks. I think the unit is like 350, but if you buy them both, you get it for five or four ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, something somehow like you get a fifty dollars discount. I, my math is not good. Yeah, um, yeah. I I'm pretty excited about this. I will say I was a little taken aback because when I went onto their website, because this is being made not by like Tomy or Tom, you know, some weird company, Unico, which we'd never heard of, or some shit like that. Their website looks just like it did for the Neo Geo X launch, <laughs> and oh, I. No. I'm sitting here looking at my Neo Geo X and just cringing at how poorly that all went. So I'm a little afraid of what's coming out here, but I don't know that I cannot buy this. You have I've, always, to. I've always wanted an MVS cab. Have to. It's got the look. It's got the iconic look. It, it'll fit in my house. But the problem is, is it costs the same as an MVS, right? Like I could get a multi-cart and a single slot MVS for almost the same. Yep. But yeah, 50 games, 99.9% .9 of them are all fighting. Um, you do get your Metal Slugs. You basically get every game that they've released on every one of these things that they've done in the last few years. Um, it just looks really cool. It looks like the MVS, the Iconic Arcade. Is Bust a Move on that? No. Um, and weirdly, it's six buttons instead of four, which is traditional. Oh, yeah. um, so that's strange, but I assume they are thinking forward and people are going to hack it. So I guess the extra buttons mm -hmm. are good. What do you guys think? Did you Had you heard about it? Were you interested yeah I, it looks really awesome i i kind of like that idea and i wish that maybe the one-ups did that as well like the bar top with the the stand because it i mean you can make it look like a regular arcade cabinet with that stand but also have the flexibility too you know yeah for sure yeah i didn't hear about this until you sent me that text and uh i got excited i think what did i say right away I have to have it yeah, or I'm yeah. getting it or something like that. I mean, that, that setup, that look, those games, that's, I mean, that's what I played. That's what I played. Um, you know, when my dad was, um, going back to school, they had just a handful, they had like, um, kind of a lounge with, with different arcades in there. Simpsons cab was in there. Great. Um, and then I, I can't remember what the other one is, but yeah, MVS was, it was there and it had, um, 
I think it had like bust a move on it. Um, maybe wind jammers. And I can't, obviously no metal slugs and stuff like that. Right. But that was, that, that was so nostalgic to me. I played that thing all the time. So I'm really, I kind of have to have it. You're lucky. The only ones I ever saw were always like Samurai Showdown. Oh yeah. Fatal, Fatal Fury or King of Fighters on there. And it's just like, uh, I'm not all interested in any of those really, but we had the most random one for a while. It it was a three year. No, it was a four slot. And it was like the most random collections of games I've ever seen. It was King of Monsters. That's a good one, but like weird choice. And then it was Nom 1977. Bust a move and like one other, maybe like a Sengoku. Like it was the weirdest smattering I've ever seen in a single cabinet. There's always a metal slug, but for some reason, not there. Bust a move. I got to go play that game. I love that game a lot. It was really good. Love it. The music, so catchy. I like Bust a Move 4 on the Dreamcast a lot. Never played it. Do you have that one for sale too? Um, I, I Actually, I bought a burned bootleg version of it, and I just bought the actual copy from Chris Kohler at MGC last year. So yeah, if you want my bootleg, go for it. It runs good. The, the sound glitches out a little bit sometimes, but it'll run fine. So what so are the advancements are in Bust a Move? It's mostly just the either. it's mostly just the visual update. The gameplay is the same, but like the sound is really good in that one. Yeah. And the character like uh pixels and sprites are really nice. So. I just dig the aesthetic on that one. But yeah, you can't really change that formula, right? Uh, yes. <clears throat> same same could be said for Tetris and they've done that a billion times, so. True. Right. Mm. Mm. I just reminded me Tetris, jog my memory to uh, VR, Tetris Effect. Anyone else grab the, uh, um, and since we're talking about Dreamcast, anyone else grab the Space Channel 5 VR print from Limited Run? No. Uh, I snagged it. I don't know why. They sent me yeah. an email and I was like, that's just dumb enough that I got to get it. <laughs> so that that's coming my way at some point, probably a year and a half from now. Yeah. I think it was supposed to be bad, right? That wasn't a good game. I I mean I I thought it was a bad concept to begin with, but <laughs> like No, know, Space maybe. Michael Jackson is the shit, man. I don't know. I I'm I'm guessing they took him out of that. This I would imagine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh I don't know if you guys have been playing the PlayStation Plus game for this month. I've been watching some videos on it, and it looks hilarious. Yeah, my son I is haven't looked, pretty much addicted what to it. What is it? It's, uh, it's a game called Fall Guys, which is... It looks like... Uh, do you remember Mighty Beans? Isn't that what they were called? The little things you got in um, uh, capsules. Capsule yeah. toys, kind of. It reminds me of it... PUBG, if PUBG was just those characters in Wipeout. Like yeah. It... You know, it's like the weirdest battle royale ever. Yeah, it's basically Wipeout Battle Royale. And I, it's really taken off. And half the time we play it, we can't get a game in. The servers are always crashing. And it definitely has like that whole like Rocket League launched hype to it, I think. But I don't know. For the, yeah, Dr. Disrespect was playing it even. 
Yeah, for the small amount of uh, time I played it, though, I just don't think it has the legs that Rocket League would have. Well, is that just it, because it's the way it's built? It's more about luck than it is skill, or why is that? Yeah, it it's definitely a lot of luck, and there's I'm sure there's there's like games that are just kind of random. Like there's one, will there be like five doors in front of you, and only one of them you can go through? You have to jump through it. The other ones just don't move. So it's just like if you're lucky and you find all all these doors, you make it to the end. You know? Sure. So it's a lot of that type of stuff, and then, you know, obviously there's 40 people right in front of you at all times pushing you and grabbing you and stuff that, <laughs> there's not a lot of skill there, but. So you can rough people up if they're in your way? A little bit, yeah. It's it's mostly just tripping over everybody. It's mm. kind of just like a, a mob that's <laughs> going through a course, but. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty funny, at least. It's enjoyable. I have not won And the won price yet, is right. So Yeah, right. Have you seen a win? Like, what do you get? Is it winner, winner? I don't know what they say. They give you a crown, which is like a currency for their, oh. like, um, their, uh, everything's just cosmetic, but that's their, their, uh, high-end one. So if you win, you, you basically get the premium currency. So that's kind of cool. Nice. I, yeah. um. Just realized I got another piece to my collection that you guys are gonna be super excited about. It's another Ooh. one of these. This will be the third purchased and not played one of these that I have. Look, <laughs> I got the mini, the C sixty four mini. I'm never Did you gonna buy that use on this. Amazon. Now GameStop was fire sailing them out. Oh yeah, GameStop. Box. So I was like, I gotta. It looks it really cool. The box some... and the I open it up. I'm not gonna probably use it anytime soon, but I'm gonna actually. Live on the podcast, I'm gonna set it over in the corner here next to my still box Turbo Graphics mini. That I <laughs> oh no! Touched. My gosh! There we go. We'll pile that up. Mission complete. That You're a, a monster. And I actually, I actually ordered one other thing that I think was cool. Um, this might have been pre Nate on the podcast, but I, we talked about the Ardu Boy and Ardu Venture a while back. Um, really cool little device. Cool creative community around it. Bunch of little cheap games you can flash on there. So I get an email. They uh, have a mod chip now, the Ardu FX. You can hold and store like 200 games on there. You don't need to flash your computer every time. You can just change them on the fly. Um, so yeah, makes it way more usable. Uh, it was nine bucks to just get the chip. Fifteen bucks to get the chip with 200 games preloaded, or you could buy a whole new one with it already modded. Um, I've never soldered anything in my life, but I spent $15 and I got the chip coming. So I'm, I'm worn. I think it's like <laughs> no. two solder points. So I'm pretty sure I can handle this. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Did the email say like, uh, miss out on the analog pocket? Well, come on over here and buy this. <laughs> yeah, they should have. Remember that weird thing with the crank on it? Yeah. We forgot about that too. Come play Ardu <laughs> boy. Uh, yeah. Well, yep. Boy, we should touch on the art that you brought up a good, good topic there. Yeah, that sold out almost immediately, and I'm kind of surprised. But I, I really thought that. they could they would be better at gauging anticipation, and like I thought it would just be an open pre order, maybe like the tens of thousands. Yeah, and I, I'm surprised that it was like 15 minutes. I heard. Yeah, 
I can't believe it. I mean, I didn't think that they would sell a lot of them, and maybe they didn't think so either. So, <laughs> but apparently. clearly. Well, yeah, and they're not. It doesn't come out till like what next June. I mean, there's it's time. Long, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. They'll probably probably put out like a cheaper version after that, and be that's unlimited. True. I just think like the cartridge slot aspect of that, like getting the adapter to do Game Gear, getting an adapter to do Neo Geo Pocket Color, that would be fun. Yeah. Especially since I think the Neo Geo Pocket Color just got like a pretty affordable flash cart like that's available everywhere now. Um, this would be a good way to experience that library. Yeah, there's some bust moves on there too. Yeah, that's a pretty good part of that too. The backlit screen of it, it's even better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't interested in it really, but it's it. I mean, the Neo Geo stuff would be cool. It's just too expensive. For sure. Well, that's my thing with any of that is like, yeah, it's probably worth it build quality wise what you're getting, but I have a hard time spending that much. Even like paying the 180 I did for the AVS, I felt like it was questionable. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it would have cost me 500 for like the. NT mini or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you guys, um, I got a question for you guys. This is, I've been thinking a lot about next gen lately <laughs> and I was just going to ask you guys what, <laughs> What first-party launch title for Microsoft are you looking forward to on their console this year? Well, it wasn't Halo for me, but... Well, that that was the only one, though. (laughs) Now it's not coming out this year. There isn't one. I think this is the the first console launch in history where there's not a first-party game. Yeah, probably. To launch alongside the console. It wasn't even exclusive to the console to begin with. Is there any launch games that are for launch or are all of them like just like upgrades to the current games? Isn't there some hack and slash thing that's supposed to be coming out for it? Oh yeah. Maybe that was 2021. I don't know. God eater. Or is that PlayStation? No, that's PlayStation five. Right. It might be both. Yeah. I don't know. It's and I, I just can't believe they delayed it. I can't believe that. They, if they're going to delay Halo, why wouldn't you just delay the entire launch, right? the whole thing? Yeah. And like, I don't know if it, it had to have been the feedback, right? Based on that, like first glimpse at Halo, which was pretty underwhelming, I guess, from a technical standpoint. Yeah. But what do you do? I mean, they're making a new Halo. You know, like, I mean, I wanted to make look, a Halo. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to look and play like Halo, but it looked. Which I'm like super excited about, but it looked and played like the Halo that I played in like my dorm room in 2001. Mm-hmm. That's not good for your big launch game. And I guess they're going to put it on two systems. So maybe that's part of the reason, but I don't know. It felt half baked. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that they showed is like, oh, there's a map now. 
you know, like an open world map. And it was right. like, that was the big revelation. And what I grabbed a hook, but still. But yeah, you're now at a point, it was already at the point where there was almost no reason to buy one at launch. There is zero reason to buy an Xbox this year. A Series X. There's, there's none. Unless yeah. you just want to, if they're going to do a day one edition, slap that fucking logo on your console, then great. But you could probably wait a few months because no one's going to buy them, buy them anyway. <laughs> yeah. I uh, tried out, they have the xCloud beta. Oh yeah, you got into that? Yeah, so I, if you're Game Pass, you can do it. You just have to download the beta app or whatever for okay. it. Okay. You just hook up your uh, Xbox controller to your phone Bluetooth. Except I have iOS, so I'm screwed. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, can't believe they're not going to figure out a way to do that, I guess. But yeah, it's it worked pretty good for, uh, I don't know, I played like Streets of Rage 4 on there, a couple slow paced games, and then you try and play Forza and it's like, it, I could kind of do it for the most part, but I, it wouldn't be competitive. I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be competitive for racing or anything like that or shooting. So is everything that's available for like... Console Game Pass available on xCloud beta? It's supposed to be next, like when it launches on the September 15th, I think. Right now it's just like a smaller subset of games, but... And there will be a store in there too, to buy games? Uh, Yeah, you can purchase on the, it says purchase on the bottom, but it's really, you're just logging in, it's the Game Pass app. It's a totally separate app that you go in, so it's... It's pretty much just Game Pass stuff on there. Does it require your console to be on or linked or any of that, or is it completely no, independent? No, that's what it was crazy. I thought all this X-Called stuff would be like, oh, it's free if you just stream from your your uh, console. But no, right. it's, they, they're running their own computer somewhere else. And See, that's pretty sweet, though, because like, how nice would it be to be like, ah, we're on vacation, and like, I got my phone with me, kids are asleep, I packed my controller, and now I can play Skyrim for a couple hours, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I assume I would probably have to buy a different Xbox One controller because that first gen of Xbox One doesn't have like the Bluetooth stuff, right? Or whatever you need. Oh, I think they have upgraded remember. that controller. I could be okay. wrong. I might be. So there's a good yeah. possibility I'm wrong. Yeah. Strong possibility that I'm wrong. They got some crazy controllers for that, like made, they're making for it. Oh, like slot like- in, slot your phone in? Yeah, like it, the two sides extend, so it almost makes it look like a switch, you know? Right. Yeah. And there's phones out the there that the killer. screen is about the size of like a switch light. And what if they got XCloud on the switch? That'd be pretty cool. I, they talked about it for a while there, right? And then I think he walked it back now. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was, like, some comment recently about, like, turns out they're not very interested in that. Like, no shit. (laughs) I wonder, though, he was on, he did, like, an interview in Animal Crossing, like, a couple days ago. Yeah. Like, the head of Xbox, which is weird. Well, I still need to get Master Chief as a DLC character in this last run of Smash, so that better happen. Yeah, I got Banjo. I should be able to get... Waste of a carry. Uh, the whole the, I don't know why I, I bought the damn pass again. I don't know why I did because the last pass sucked. Well, 
it's not getting any better with arms <laughs> no that's when we got i downloaded it. i'm like ooh, sweet arm yeah. huh well that's cool that's actually i know when we talked about it i think you and i both kind of thought it was going to require linking to the console but impressive yeah why even why even buy a console why another reason not to buy next gen when you just question when you were playing it were you on your home wi-fi or were you on lte i was on wi-fi but you tried it on lte no i haven't that would be a good question i bet if once 5g rolls around though that's going to be just as fast as your yeah. home wi-fi well i just i just got unlimited data because i was getting raked over the coals by Verizon and it turned out like if I signed up for auto billing and then upgraded it I literally pay seven dollars more a month for unlimited. Really? Wow. So it's super affordable now. It's four G, but still. Do they do um throttling after a certain amount of data or probably garbage? Yeah. But yeah, I've just like not given any shits. I'm like Spotify, unlocked, I'm like podcasts, <laughs> download whenever. <laughs> YouTube this Wi-Fi router off. Yeah. <laughs> so like now I have this like problem where the only thing is like I think they eliminate your use of a hotspot on like the basic plan that I'm on. Mm. But I, I've used my hotspot like literally twice in like the last four years ever. Um the only problem is now I'm back to the problem of uh just nuking my battery, right? Because fuck I don't care. Like there's there's podcasts that are on YouTube, but I'm like, well, I'll just watch like the video. Who cares? I'll listen to the audio. Yeah, and I got no battery by like two o'clock in the afternoon, which sucks. Craig Skits podcast, everybody, check that one out. I'm liking it. Yeah. Talk about an interesting career from that man. Pioneers the early days of gaming content and video content on YouTube. Sells his company, starts Game Attack. <clears throat> that clearly doesn't go the way he's intending. Quits Game Attack, goes solo. I don't know, man. He's only got 16,000 subscribers on YouTube and his Patreon standing is not good right now. Like, I don't know how he's paying the rent. Like the guy, love his content, super new, nice guy, but. Well, before all that, wasn't he like the basketball and trampoline? Slam ball. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was in slam ball. He's had some really good interviews. His last one was with uh, Daniel Dwyer, which Daniel Dwyer and himself is, um, Super interesting to listen to, but those two talking together was great. Huh. Second one though, he did Tommy Tellerico, which I can only listen to that man lie through his teeth so many about. times. Yeah, nothing about the Amico at all. <laughs> it was interesting though, because on that on that interview, he uh, Tommy was like, "Yeah, it's funny, you know." Apparently, he did sound design for Color of Dinosaur. I was like, "Yeah, that game's like super valuable right now. It's hilarious because like I have a whole box sealed over here." And Craig's like, "Shut up!" He's like, "Show me." Are they right over there? And he just like walks over. Yeah, sure as shit. He's got a fucking full box of factory sealed color dinosaurs. Wow. Mm. You want so to fund an em- <laughs> Get those VGA graded right now. Yeah. Who needed a Kickstarter when he had them right there? Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that isn't coming out until next year now, right? The fabled Amico oh, is not yeah. making it. 2021 launch now. Shocker. I don't mean to badmouth Tommy. He's done a lot of good stuff in the industry, but his pipe dream of the Amico is not really going to work out, I don't think. 
Right. We had a guest. Well, side conversation. This is important stuff. <laughs> this is going to make no sense to our listeners on audio, which is all of them because we don't record the video. So, um, and uh, I, I, we've done a good job, like not talking too much about COVID this episode, but COVID crushed a massive dream for the Wallen household. Um, been holding off. We get, we we've had our plans tentative plans for when we were going to disney world taking the kids doing the big disney world thing and it was all hinging on waiting until that nintendo land universal opened in 2023 and thanks to covid and the insolvency of the parent company that controls universal they uh indefinitely postponed a u.s version of that theme park crushing crushing uh the g- dreams of our children and from me mostly really i'll be honest <laughs> it, w- it was a devastating blow the japan one's not open yet either right no but they've been like leaking footage and that looks awesome yeah that's almost done huh. but yeah just to not even delay it just say like no like it's kind of off the table <clears throat> that sucks It's going to be a while until those type of businesses like start soaring again. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's going to be a while before I would want to go. But I mean, we would, right. t- hopefully our tentative goal of 2023 would have been just fine, but I guess that's not happening. Maybe I'll just get a Halloween costume and slap my kids around a little and pretend it's a theme park. <laughs> I think the Avatar world will be open by then. You can go to that. <laughs> Oh gosh, I can't believe that they invested all that in Avatar. So that's coming out next year in theory too, right? Like the sequel, like 11 or 12 years in? Yeah. Gosh. And like one at one every year after that, I think. Like they're filming them like all at the same time. Way to capitalize on the momentum you had yeah. from that many years ago. In TV news though, did anyone, uh, well not TV. Netflix news. Anybody else watch season two Umbrella Academy? I haven't started it yet. Oh, so good. So good, guys. It might be one of my favorite things that Netflix has ever done. You know, the first one was really good, but they spent a lot of time building up the characters and the backstory. And this one is just awesome because you go in, you know, you know what every character is about. It's just tons of action, ridiculous, funny, gory. It hits all the same notes, but I think it's. A lot better. I loved it. And Klaus is still awesome. Still my favorite character. He's the like, most lovable gay drug addict <laughs> in any uh, show I've ever watched. They don't, uh, do they focus as much on the girl this time? Yeah, so she still is sort of that central ticking time bomb. Um, okay. She actually develops much better as a character in this go around, but yeah, she's still an integral plot point i don't want to spoil anything there's a lot of cool stuff but it's real good there's a fish that smokes just gonna say say that (laughs) it's pretty cool you can figure out the logistics but i appreciated it 
For whatever reason, I feel like the uh, the fish on the tuna can, the old tuna cans. Oh, yeah. He looks like a dude that would smoke. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah, guarantee. He was right up there with Camel Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can actually see. Tuna. <laughs> yeah, where was that? Where was that billboard with those two shooting pool together? I want to see right. that. <laughs> Marlboro Man, all of them. Just. Gosh, how long has Camel Joe been gone now? I forgot tuna. about him. They kept him up to the like 2000s, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he made 90s. it that far. Late 90s? Late 90s for oh. sure, right? Talk about a brand that just like went for kids. Didn't he just have cancer? Like he... <laughs> I'm pretty sure he... I don't know. I don't want to call it out. The, the, I, the animated character had cancer? No, the Marvel man himself. Oh, had, probably. Yeah, right? had cancer. Right? I can't remember. I think one of the guys that played him did Maybe. an ad against him. Yeah. Yeah. 97 was the last time. 97. Crazy. I remember see, seeing Camel Joe everywhere. Of course you did everything. as a kid, because that's who they were targeting, right? Yeah. And I could just grab quarters and go to a vending machine and get a pack. Yep, and you'd go to the you'd go to the <laughs> Ben Franklin, you'd walk in and get your pack of candy cigarettes. They were Heck selling yeah. to kids. Which they were so cool, especially if you got the ones that were like remember the the best ones where they had the candy cigarettes that were gum? So then they did yep. the powder sh- the powder around the gum and then wrapped it with paper so you could actually puff on the end of it and blow that <laughs> wad of smoke out. You're like, oh yeah, I'm freaking cool. I was broke as shit, and I was rolling in camel cash from my dad. So. <laughs> I forgot about that stuff. All those things. Like, I got oh, a new I... skateboard, but it's got Marlboro written all <laughs> yeah. over it. My duffel bag's coming pretty soon. <laughs> Dude, there was a Marlboro uh, Atari Lynx. Like, that was a thing what? you could get. <laughs> yes, there's a <laughs> oh red gosh. Marlboro Atari Lynx. That's amazing. Super rare. No, 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 we are not going after kids here. We are strictly <laughs> just going after adult gamers. Yeah, like some 12-year-old oh. wins it. Like, I only had to smoke 40 cartons. <laughs> going to school with your Marlboro bag. <laughs> Gotta uh, do some school shopping. <laughs> Daddy needs a carton. <laughs> oh, That's pretty great. Yeah. Dang it, I had another side tangent that I was deeper down the hole, and I, it just slipped my memory. What were we talking about? Camel Joe. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I discovered real-world Letterkenny. So I found this YouTube channel called Traplines and Inlines, and it's this kid who lives in an off-grid cabin in Canada He's always on screen with a wad of chew in his mouth about the size of a golf ball. He probably weighs about <laughs> 90 pounds. And straight letter can he talk. He'll be like, yeah, boys, there we are, boys. We're going to fire this thing up. I bet she's going to chooch. I'm like, holy shit, people <laughs> actually talk like this. You guys got to watch this. If you if you followed Letterkenny at all, it is just like real world Letterkenny. Like, What's the name of it again? I think it's trap lines and inlines, and his logo, channel logo is like a timber wolf, like little art, the like clip art thing. Oh man, yeah. Just it's just comedic gold. I mean, he's a genuinely interesting character too. But yeah, just the stuff that comes out of his mouth, and he's just talking to himself. 
which is even funnier. It's like him and a dog and he's, he's just, oh God, I just want to see him on that show now. It's good stuff. <laughs> That's a show that needs more seasons too. I'm sure it's delayed because of COVID and everything, but I'm waiting on season nine and 10, man. Yeah, it seems like that wouldn't take that much to make. Pretty right. low budget, I would think. But. And don't they only do like eight episodes a season and they're like 20 yeah. minutes long? So seems like it should be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did we get too far off the rabbit hole to like come back to I'm trying to think if we had anything we didn't talk about? What's Control Ultimate? Oh, that was uh, the game control. Yeah. Basically said that if you want the free upgrade to the next gen, you have to buy the... like Alan Ultimate, Wake expansion or what? The, the game of the year. What? Yeah. That's bullcrap. Yeah. Yep. So you have to buy the whole new edition just to get that. So you could just buy... Why would you buy the new edition and get the free upgrade when you could just buy the next gen port? Right. Yep. That's some good PR. Yeah. Have you played that? Like, that's all I hear from people is like, it's one of their favorite games of this year. And I've never really heard anybody talk about it. I don't really know much about it. No, I haven't. I haven't played it. I, I just, there was a rumor that it was going to be on Game Pass. So then I held off on it and it never sure. had come on Game Pass. So. <laughs> yeah. I bet it'll get there eventually. Yeah. What's Forager? I did, I did play that on Game Pass. That's. Forager? Yeah, it it's a really good game, but it's a really bad game because it is a Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley type thing. Okay. But the thing with Harvest Moon and Stardew Valley is you have to go to bed and sleep at night. It's just the day is done, you go to your house and you go to sleep. Okay. Uh, this is just 24-7. You're out farming, mining all day long. So... Uh, there's really no good stopping point to <laughs> to stop playing the game. So you end up just like, oh, you're almost, I'm, you know, one one thing away from upgrading my axe, and I'm one thing away from getting this, and it's just been hours and hours going by oh. without a way to stop playing. <laughs> or just go to bed. Yeah. Or <laughs> shut it off. That's a problem. <laughs> when I can't go to bed in the game, I can't go to bed in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the rules. <laughs> I uh, just wanted to touch on one more thing as I read um, an article that I think we'll all be pretty excited about today on Poly from Polygon. And uh, they got early access to that demo. And the author was more than happy to report that that is spot on <clears throat> to how that game played. And that it is. That's great. It is everything he dreamed it would be, so I am freaking ecstatic. That's all pretty soon, right? A month or so? Yeah. The beta comes out Saturday, so if you pre-order, you can play that Saturday, the warehouse level. But yeah, it's out September 8th, I think, maybe? Wow. And that will be my game of the year, I'm sure. We'll be playing the crap out of that. And they announced more songs. Fucking MXPX got on there. I'm so pumped. 
Some XPX cool. is going to have Let's Ride on there. They're going to have Less Than Jake. They're going to have the Ataris. They're adding like Machine Gun Kelly and stuff too, but I guess oh, that's so kind like of today's punk stuff, rock. Yeah. 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 And even the MXPX stuff is like from, you know, their, their newest stuff, which I guess they own the rights to that. So of course it would be, you want to make money. Yeah. But yeah, it was like a huge expansion to the track list. A lot of good bands on there, which I think like everything they kind of announced feels right at home with what was already in there. Kind of that punk rock and hip hop mix. So mm-hmm. should be awesome. Yeah. That game's going to be good. It's going to be great. Once I can, once I can learn to accept the revert, <laughs> still a little mad about it, but I'll you don't get have over to it. do it. You don't I know. I'm sure the point. I, I feel like yeah, yeah. I feel like a high score. I'll have to at some point. Yeah. Just cheap, cheap out and do it. But yeah, man, yeah. Just hearing that from someone who cares that enough about it that it played, like they remembered, gets me super excited. It's going to be excellent. We'll have to all get it and do like an online like skate session or something. I'll just school mm-hmm. you poor bastards. I mean, a brag, but I'm pretty good at Tony Hawk. Do are they going to have that stuff in there too? Like, I, yeah, I don't know. The they're skate gonna, game and all that. They're, I thought they were keeping the original modes, but maybe some of that won't be in the online. Maybe it'll just be couch co-op. But yeah. who knows? It's exciting either way. Maybe we should pick Nate back up off the floor and have him take us out. Oh, I'm not on the floor. No, it was just a joke because he'd been very quiet. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends. Well, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. 80 episodes in. That's a milestone, right? That's another milestone, I think. That's pretty good. That's a- um. Make sure that you are uh, following us on all of our social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of those things. Uh, You can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Please send camel cash. Let's make a chooch, boys. Oh, can I use camel cash for bananas? <laughs> it is the preferred currency of the banana. <laughs>